The Chiefs have made a flip during this draft cycle and free agent signing period. They went from having no DBs in the world to, oh, they got six guys over six foot two. Who's going to make it? Who's going to get into it? And what wide receivers will they be practicing against when they get into OTAs and rookie minicamp coming up just this weekend? We're going to talk about it today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, friends and neighbors. This is Locked On Chiefs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for free on every platform that we know of. And hopefully, we'll find some new ones as well. Check those out. Get subbed and liked and all that stuff. Thanks for making us your first listen. Make sure to run down another Locked On show, whether it's one of the AFC West opponents, whether it's the draft show, that we're still going through the depth of what that impact could be from this draft. And then we'll start turning our our faces towards the new one as well. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, home of the Athletic Matrix, as well as the Draft Guide and all things NFL team building at NFL33.com. Check that out as well. And I'm Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner, and I'm going to mainly be talking about salary cap and statistics and analytics at Chiefs Corner, although I have a couple of other things that I want to be getting into on that as well. Uh, When you start talking about this Chiefs team, I think it's really interesting they went and they draft three corners and then they go and make a trade for another corner. And I think you look at this roster and think, at least I'm thinking, and especially with Brett Beach's comment, that the third through four, or third through four and five corners are going to be a very competitive competition at this point. And I'm not so sure. Absolutely. I think Finn makes the team, but I, <laughs> where is going to be a big question? I think Finn's a starter. Maybe. That's that's a great discussion. Why would you think that Fenton would be the odd man out after all of that? I'm not saying he's the odd man out, but I don't know that he's going to be a starter. They traded for, for Lonnie Johnson. Is he going to walk in and be a starter? I I mean, you're going to have Big Duffy. I see those two battling for number three. Well, no, and I agree with that. But that's my point is you – but you bring on Williams, and he's going to have to be on the roster – and I understand Watson is a seventh round guy, so maybe you don't have to keep him, but you made all these investments in corners. And it's just, it's interesting to see them go and make a trade for another corner on top of all that. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot. I see the top three, at least week one, being McDuffie and Sneed on the outside. And then when you go to a nickel, you bring in Fenton. Now, there's still the possibility that they still like Sneed better as, as the nickel in those situations, and they just slide him in. And that, I think, is the difference in allowing it to possibly be Lonnie Johnson if they can recapture his his corner skills that I think were better his rookie season. And it seems like that's the direction they're going. I don't think they're going to ask him to play safety, but we'll have to see. But if they decide that they want to keep LJ on the outside, then I think it's got to be Fenton right now. And I don't disagree with that, but Fenton is going to be losing a lot of snaps when it comes to OTAs in minicamp. And oh, we have a question whether or not he'll be ready for training camp. It sounds like they think he will, but that's a question at this point because we didn't know he was having surgery to begin with. Right. And at least it's not anything lower body. It is, as I understand, a shoulder, right? Yeah, it's a shoulder. And He had a and back really, issue last year. It's not that. That's, true. So that's good. Right. And really my point is, is I'm not saying Fenton's not going to be on the team, really. It's more of I just didn't think that it was going to be – they really had somebody on the roster that was going to challenge him to be the third corner. Now, <laughs> I just don't know. I mean, I don't know that he'll be a starter. I, I still think he's going to be on the roster, but what are you going to do with DeAndre Baker? What are you going to do with – I mean, there's so many corners on the roster now 
there's just questions that we didn't have before. Well, that's what it comes back to for me. You don't have to do anything with anybody. It's up to them to go do something to make themselves one of the top five, maybe top six. And if you want to be a starter, go take it. You got to go take it. Because I think what we saw from Fenton as the the season went on was a lot of ho-hum, I can deal with this. Didn't play well against either time against the Bengals. Got a lot of penalties because I think he was over-aggressive. He didn't learn a little bit more about reading his man. I didn't see the progression out of him as much last year. Maybe that's because of the reps. Maybe that's because of the back. I don't know. But he's got to get healthy on the shoulder, recover from this particular surgical intervention, whatever the heck it is, and he's got to get in there and battle. Yeah. Well, and the other part of it that really sticks out to me is, yes, I know McDuffie isn't their normal size speed, and neither is Fenton, but Fenton doesn't have the skill set of McDuffie, so you can't really compare those two. So – the thing that sticks out to me is they go out and they draft Williams, who's what, 6'2", and then they draft another corner who's 6'2", and Sneed's 6'1", and you just start looking at the corners that they brought in, and Lonnie Johnson is 6'2". You look at the corners they brought in, they're going for that tall, lanky type that doesn't fit, fit Fitton at all. So are they changing what they want to do? Are they going back to more of what they have said that they're going to be in the past or shown what they're going to be in the past? You know, Fenton was what a six round pick. So it wouldn't be shocking for him to lose, you know, a roster spot eventually. Right. I mean, but I think the farther we get away from the draft, his draft, the less that his draft position matters because he's put in a lot of good reps for this team and he's made some big plays for this team. So I think he has like, but he's, he has the credit. He's also had penalties and bad times. True. That's that's where I'm really wondering how this is going to shake shake out. And I, and again, I think he's on the roster. I just it's really interesting because their type is obviously tall and lanky. That's not Fenton, and I know that's not McDuffie either. But you can't compare McDuffie and Fenton because the skill sets are so wildly different. And McDuffie is a much better corner than Fenton, in my opinion. You're you're absolutely right, and I think. It's going to be interesting to see how they battle because it's it's going to be up and down, and I don't know that they're the only two guys that are going to be battling. There's there's a lot no, more there's to it. Multiple, and we're going to get into that further down the depth chart because who knows who the jewel is going to be. But if you need a jewel right now for your Mother's Day gift to whoever it has to be, whether it's subtle or whether you want a bling piece or whatever she's looking for, if you want to make an impression. Something truly lasting, you got to get over to BlueNile.com because right now they're helping our Locked On Chiefs listeners get $50 off of $500 anytime they go and purchase something through Blue Nile right now through Mother's Day. It's a podcast exclusive, and it's only through Mother's Day. So you only have a couple of days left here. Use the code Locked On. That's the code Locked On. Plus, every order ships insured. It ships for free, and it comes in a package that won't give away the secret. So you still have a chance. At surprising her. And I think that's impressive. That's what I need a little bit of help with all the time. So stop worrying about it. Shop stress-free. Get your forever piece for her over at BlueNile.com today. So the, the more immediate thing for me is two guys that I think might be in the mix, but we don't know. Because it's it's one thing to know that, that Fenton was there in the playoffs and, and he's played enough that you know that he's going to battle. The guy that I just don't know where he falls, if they go Sneed, McDuffie, Fenton, Johnson, then where do the rookies come in and where's DeAndre Baker? DeAndre Baker's the big question mark to me because I don't know where he stands in fighting against the rest of these guys 
that are bigger, taller, faster. Because Fenton and Baker have the same flat-out speed. They're about the same size. I, I think Baker's a little bit shorter, but like if you they are truly going away from the paradigm of having you know mix and match kind of size corners, he's the guy at the disadvantage. Yeah. Well, and and you forgot Williams in that list. I mean, you're five deep there before you even get to the fourth round pick. So I mean there's wait. Williams is the fourth round pick, wasn't he? No. Yeah, no, he was, but you said Johnson. Okay. So you said McDuffie. Yeah, I'm, I'm discounting the rest of the rookies. I'm just saying from the experienced guys, other than McDuffie, right? Right. Like, you would think Baker would be the five there, but I don't know if that's true. Williams is good. I think Jalen Watson can play in this league, so like he's going to put up a fight too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's corner is one position you're not going to want to risk losing somebody at. So uh, I think that if it comes down to that, they could go Watson over somebody else. Uh, you know, from what I have seen to this point of Baker, I just don't think that the he hasn't translated to the NFL like you would hope that he would have. And mm-hmm. that's obvious something that can change this season. With the injury, it's a question of whether or not he was fully healthy and whether or not he was trusting his leg. If he's not trusting his leg this year, it's too late for Kansas City to have Baker on the roster, in my opinion. So the last guy that I think has an inside track against the rookies other than McDuffie. I know where you're going with this. And I think you're going to agree. I don't know. But I think Boodle could put up. Uh, enough fight to make a sixth spot, maybe even a fifth, depending on what happens with Baker. I don't know if he can. I I don't know if he could make the fifth because I think they're going to give that to Williams, and he would be the fifth in that in that regard. Boodle is also is is five ten, so if they're really wanting to go with taller, lankier guys, he's not going to fit that mold. So, but if you're not going to keep Fenton or you're not going to make Fenton a starter, and you don't want LJ in the nickel, who else can play nickel? No, that's fair. Because the longer, bigger corners can't. I don't right. want Williams in there. I don't want Johnson in there. And Watson, that's not even a, a thought for him. Well, that's fair. But I think I I still think that they're going to have Snead play, play in the nickel because that's where one Certainly of the, the – that's probably where he's best at. And honestly, I, I wouldn't be shocked if McDuffie saw nickel snaps at times. I, I, I want to get to the capable. point where somebody travels. I, I want them to and, and stop I get that. the side-to-side thing. Yeah, and I get that. And I think eventually they could get there, but I don't think they're going to get there this year. Maybe not. You're going you're gonna to have to have guys that are set in their their positions and set in what they're doing before you're going <clears> to <throat> get to where you can travel. I don't think they're there yet. Uh, I think they're getting closer, and I think this draft can go a long way to adding to that. Um, you know, But there's big questions going into this. You know, if Fenton's not a starter, let's say he's not one of the top three, is he still one of your core special teams guy? Is does he become a core special teams guy? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Right. So you know, Fenton and Williams are going to be your core special teams guys because I don't think they're going to be getting rid of their fourth round pick. And I still argue that if you really like Watson, you can't put him on the practice squad just because that is a premium position and you're more likely to lose him. Yeah, but I don't it know. Depends that, what he shows in, in training camp. It I was going to say, I don't know if the pre-season. rest of the league, be, being a, a seventh-round pick, I don't know if the rest of the league is going to come calling real quick. So I would feel a little bit more comfortable about that. 
But the good thing is, is they have all these bodies at the corner spot. It's going to be a good battle. And at the end of the day, this is a premium position. And they've made pretty much, even down to signing uh, street-free agents in the UDFA class to try and bring around the secondary and add to it. We'll talk about the safeties another day because that's that's going to be an even more interesting battle, in my opinion, because I think it's more wide open. But it's not just the corners. It's, that's not just the only premium position that has to, to get moving forward because they can't afford to let that slip. But they also have to keep up the offensive side of the ball. They made some investments in the wide receiver. So who are these corners going to be battling against in camp? We're going to get to that here in a second. Before we get there and we start talking about these wide receivers that everybody likes to talk about in Kansas City, let me tell you about our friends over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for letting for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's run to the Roses at, as the Kentucky Derby is back. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use their mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. So now it gets really interesting mm -hmm. because they didn't have to put a lot into the position. And it's kind of an atypical UDFA class. Matt and I talked about that yesterday, guys. If you want to go back and listen to what that class is, and there's a lot in there. There isn't a lot of wide receiver, though. Nope. So this whole process that we thought, hey, maybe they could do X, Y, or Z, as we understand it, they did make a lot of calls and they made a lot of effort to go up into or close to the top 15 to try to get one receiver named Jamison Williams. That didn't work out. You ended up falling back to your original plan and staying mostly defense and getting your second favorite pick, as we understand it, on their board in Sky Moore. But is that enough? There's been a lot of talent here as of lately, but when you take a look at it, A, where do you think that Sky Moore slots in, at least right now, as a rookie? Well, as a rookie, before any camps or any OTAs or training camp, I think he's the number four wide receiver. I don't mm -hmm. think you can put him ahead of McCall Hardman because Hardman knows the offense and knows all three positions. Um, do I think that Sky Moore has the ability to be a top two wide receiver before the year is over? Possibly. Uh, I think he has the skill set, and and if he can pick up the offense, he has the ability to do it. But that's a that's a pretty big ask in an Andy Reid offense. Yeah, agreed. That's where things get interesting. Now, if you just go off of who played snaps in 2021, your five and six are Josh Gordon and Darius Fountain. Yep. And that's that. I have a feeling that's kind of the way it's going to go right now. But the other options are Cornell Powell that we didn't see anything from. So maybe he's made a lot of progress. You never know. His former teammate, Justin Ross, who was just signed, big medical case. We'll probably know in the next couple of weeks whether he's on track to even have a shot at the roster or not. Just physically how he moves around. I think we'll know probably by the Go end ahead. of this weekend with rookie minicamps. Because I think he's going to get on the field and you're going to know whether or not he has what you think he's supposed to have. And if he doesn't, then he may not even make it to the OTAs or it's a training True. camp. And that's sad, but I, I get the thought process as well. And I and I still think it's well worth the investment for Kansas City for whatever they paid him for coming in for this. Uh, his skill set yeah. is is so rare. I think there's a lot of opportunity there. And I still think, you know, with with what Brett Beach said, it sounds like they expect him to contribute this year. Uh, they expect that he can stay healthy. 
And it's not a matter of this is a stash type thing like you saw with Herring in the past, Lee Carrying yeah. in the past, or you know Tim uh, Tim Ward in the past. So I mean that's a little disappointing because I I think that he could use another year to recover from everything. But you know if he's able to contribute, great. If he's not, then I guess he'll go on down the road. Yeah, and that's absolutely fair. But if he's the big question mark at the back end of the list. The middle of the list, I'm not really impressed with. Cornell Powell, obviously, we said, is a question mark. Corey Coleman, Gary Dieter, Omar Bayless, Sexton Watson, Jennings, none of those guys have a shot at the roster, in my opinion. If they do, something's gone terribly wrong. Hard to argue with that. I, I It's going to be very, very intriguing to watch what Corey Coleman's able to do uh, and when he shows up and how he's able to play. You would hope, though, that those are the kinds of guys that are going to be your fifth and sixth wide receivers, and they're not going to be making much contributions on offense, and they're going to be special teams guys. But that's not Corey Coleman to begin with. So, in my opinion, he has to go make a case for himself to make the roster as a top four wide receiver, and that's going to be very hard to do. Yeah, I, I there's virtually there's less than a one percent chance of that happening. The man hasn't played football in two years. I don't care. Neither had Josh Gordon. I agree with you. Neither had Josh Gordon. That was a different case, though. That wasn't a physical limitation. True. That, that's where I'm saying, like, I don't see how, even if training, if he could be in shape to do that. Otherwise, he would have been on a roster a long time ago. He is going to be 28 years old yep. by the time the season starts. So it was Marquez Valdez standing. And by the I understand for Peter Bukowski, it's Marquez. So I have to say, I have to start getting that right. Sorry, MBS. Yeah. Yeah, if you um, say MBS, it makes it a lot easier. Right. Gordon is over 31 years old. So that, I think, puts a little extra stress on him. But I think it comes down to five and six. It has to be Gordon, Fountain. Maybe if, if Ross is everything that we hope that he's recovering to be, he would be in that mix. Do you think that it's really Corey Coleman that, that could push for one of those five or six spots? I don't expect it. I just, he's the only one on the list that I know enough about to think that he has the talent that possibly could get there. Okay. But I mean, you look at the rest of them, you get UDFAs that surprise you every year. So, you know, to me, that's one of those things. What Kansas City could absolutely use is a guy like Justin Ross coming in and lighting it up and basically making himself the number two or, you know, number three wide receiver in on the Chiefs roster this season. That would be phenomenal to have. Uh, I'd be happy if he made himself the fifth. Well, I, but I don't know that he's going to be, a guy, again, I don't know that he's a big special teams guy, and that's where you're going to have to have the fifth. You yeah. can make an argument that you can use McCall Hardman enough on special teams that he doesn't necessarily have to be the number three wide receiver or even number four. I don't for he better be number two is what he better be. He better be. But, but again, I'm not foreseeing, I'm not saying I foresee any of these things happening. I'm just saying what you want is for somebody to come in and play themselves into a position, but you're going to have to have somebody that is able to either be a special teamer that's going to be that five or six guy, or they're going to knock somebody down that's going to be a special teamer that's going to be that five or six guy from the top four. Makes plenty of sense to me. I am very much looking forward to seeing who wins the battles because it's going to be fun. And, and that's not even talking about the tight ends, folks. We know we have a good group of tight ends in there as well. I actually am hoping for something from uh, Matt Bushman, just so you know. 
I have to ask the question, is it possible that Kansas City makes another move? Because I still am not sold that they're done with this roster. And I say that because I don't think, you know, we talked about corner earlier. I don't think they're going to bring in a guy like Bradbury because it does sound like we, I just saw before we started recording this, it sounds like he's about to get cut. I don't expect them to go that direction. That's that ship sailed after, after the draft and after this trade, I believe. Um, well, and not with this group of corners that are his size ish, right. But are way heavily more adept at man coverage than zone. Right. But it wouldn't shock me for Kansas city to make a trade of some sort to bring in another veteran type wide receiver or a guy that's on his second or third year on his rookie deal, because you're sitting here in a situation where you are needing wide receiver help and you didn't get what you wanted in the draft necessarily. Even if they would have gotten Jamison Williams, I think they still would have wanted more wide receiver help. Possibly. Yeah. So I, I still think that it's possible that they're not done. And I think that there are going to be guys that are going to be let go over the next couple of weeks. Uh, and definitely there's going to be some people that are going to be let go at cut down time. So would not shock me to ask somebody. Not one of them. Huh? That they sh- and Kadarius Tony is not one of them they should add. I'm just saying. Well, that's fair. Uh, and Nikhil want- Harry is, is not one I would probably look at either. No. But, no. but my point is, is I think there's going to be wide receivers out there that maybe you could look at. And that may very well be. I think you, if you're going to supplant one of the guys that you brought in this offseason, being MVS, Juju, or now Sky Moore, it's got to be somebody that's capable of being a number one, period. Yep. So I think that makes it harder because I don't know how many number ones are going to be let go. I mean, is, is Julio worth a flyer? I still feel like OBJ is an option in September, maybe October, after you see what his recovery has begun. I don't think anybody's going to sign him until then. So – I think he's expecting a playoff type signing. Yeah. I hope the Chiefs have a little more foresight than that. But my problem with that is, is I don't think OBJ is at the point he can be a number one, especially coming back from an injury this year. Mm. Okay. I think he has this skill set to be a number one, but I don't know that he's going to be healthy enough to do it this season. Coming back from an ACL, I mean, you can come back, but you're not going to normally be yourself for two seasons. And and that's kind of where I'm going with that. So, gotcha. Um, I think he could contribute, but can he be a number one type guy? I don't think so. I'm really curious to see what they do with the wide receiver group because right now you have two huge guys in Juju and MBS, and then you have Sky Moore, who's a little bit shorter and can do a lot of the things out of the slot. But you know, Juju's going to be the guy that you're going to have in the slot a lot too. So, going to be something to watch. Yeah, it's going to be rock, paper, scissors for who has to go outside. But we'll get a better glimpse this weekend, folks. We have more coming for you before they get to that. And then we will have the OTAs where you'll get a glimpse. Now, let's not overreact like we did with Noah Gray, getting all that attention early. But we will get some ideas and we'll run them down for you. So don't miss it. Make sure you're subbed on YouTube. Make sure you're subbed on all the audio platforms. Check out Chiefs Corner. Check out NFL33.com. Check out RGR Football as well. We have all kinds of stuff going all the time. And it all sums up here on Locked on Chiefs. Thank you for your time. Enjoy your evening and we'll talk to you tomorrow.